Welcome everybody back to the Ringside View episode of the Hit in the Turnbuckle podcast, the first interview of 2024. And I'm delighted to announce that my guest today is someone that has co-owned probably the biggest wrestling company in London, or maybe in his words, the biggest wrestling company in London, Mr. <laughs> Lee McAteer from Progress Wrestling. How are you, sir? I'm very well, thanks, Adam. Thank you very much for having me. I'm sure that initial statement will create some, uh, some viral <laughs> buzz immediately. So yeah, thank you for that one. No worries, mate. Controversy creates cash and all of that, as Mr. Eric Bischoff would say. Uh, absolutely, sir. Absolutely. We were talking about Eric off air, guys. That's why. That's what it was just about. Um, no, but Lee, thank you very much for coming on. It's wonderful to have uh, a store of British wrestling on. And as I mentioned before, Progress Wrestling is synonymous uh, over here in the UK for putting on great shows. I can vouch for that. I attended one. Uh, the Long Halloween I attended. Oh, very good. Very good. Have you dressed up on that? Uh, yes, I was. Um, embarrassingly, I was dressed as Big Bird this time. Was you? <laughs> yeah. Yes. Except yeah. there was actually two of us dressed as Big Bird. There was Mad Dog Mike Angus. Yeah. And there was, there was myself. Um, so, and the year before, um, he was dressed as Mario and I was dressed as Luigi. So, yeah, basically, <laughs> even, even though I looked like the fat plumber, but, you know, he, <laughs> he tall, skinny one, but, you know, is what it is. It was brilliant. I mean, that show was, I, I think uh, Spike Trevay ended up in my lap early doors. We'll get on to Spike. I know there's a bit of an issue there, so we'll, we'll keep Spike to a side briefly. Um, mm -hmm. But let's just talk about you firstly, before we get to progress. Um, I know about the story about how you got into progress. I've, I've seen it and I've read up on, on it. You've done the podcast about it, but more so about how you say fell in love with the world of wrestling before we move into progress. How did you do that? Well, I suppose like a lot of people, I was a massive fan of it as a kid. I mean, I was literally the biggest Brett the Hitman Hart fan oh. going. Um, unfortunately, I wasn't able to be in a position in which I could get ringside to the point where I would be able to get some of those incredible shades that he had. <laughs> but my my mum and dad took me to the GMX in Manchester. I think it was 1993. It was headlined by uh, the Nature Boy Ric Flair. Um, versus Bret Hart, it might be 92, one of the two, I'm sure someone will correct me on that. I just thought it was absolutely fantastic. It was such a wonderful experience and it always was something that I was really, really passionate about. But I suppose as you get older, you, I suppose, have different tastes and things like that. And then randomly, I was living in, in a flat in, um, in a place called Hooton and we'd come in on a night out. Friday night, Smackdown would be on <laughs> and we'd all have had you know, probably far too many beers, if I'm being quite honest with you. We'd we'd watch it. But what I, I mean, I, I don't be wrong, I still had a passion for it. But what I really became semi-obsessed with was how Vince marketed the WWE. And I, because at that particular point, I was coming into some, some of my own entrepreneurial type activities or thinking about them at least. And I just thought the way that this is pushed and promoted and everything else in between, I thought this is, this is fascinating. Um, and that was kind of the, initial starting point for what may or may not be in the future. And then when I created the AmeriCamp and Camp Thailand brands, mm -hmm. um, I literally was using marketing tactics that were very, very similar to WWE. So it was join the AmeriCamp revolution, a bit like with evolution back in the day and all that kind of stuff. And I was just very, very obsessed with, with how they were doing that stuff. And then randomly for my 30th birthday, my girlfriend humbly got me WrestleMania tickets for what was WrestleMania 30. Yeah. So I was like, wow, this is this is really cool. And I thought to myself, okay, we've got the tickets. There must be an organization that um that can do the donkey work for me in terms of accommodation, flights, blah, 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 blah. And there was nobody. And I thought, this is, I don't get it. This is bizarre. 
And I was doing more research on it, couldn't find anything about it. So I thought to myself, well, maybe there's an opportunity here to create a travel business in the world of wrestling. Because at the time I had an Abtur and Atoll bonded travel company with the other brands that, that I had. And then from that, I literally was, um, again, a couple of drinks. I think I was in Florida, I think. And I thought to myself, you know what, let's, let's try this. And I thought, to myself, I'm going to give myself a £500 marketing budget to see if I can get something to work. And then one thing led to another. And then wrestling travel was, uh, was born. And then that then gave me a total insight into the world of the business, I would argue, very much so on the independent side by working with organizations that include, for example, TNT Extreme Wrestling. Yeah. But then we were then sending people to all of these wrestling events all around the world. So from everywhere in the States to Japan and onward. And I thought, wow, this is absolutely awesome. And then what then became a bit more apparent was the opportunities to sponsor some of these promotions, get involved with some of the talent and everything else in between. Uh, we created a ticketing system to help the promotions because the wrestling travel brand from a social media perspective was getting some serious, serious traction in terms of engagement likes and whatnot. So what we tried to become was a ticketing service for wrestling promotions that had a real legit promotion aspect to them by putting things out onto the wrestling travel platforms across all the different social media spectrums. And then, um, and then I sold that business alongside AmeriCamp and Camp Thailand in, I think it was June, 2021. And then, but before that, I was then having conversations with a number of people, including progress people at the time. And um, what was quite funny was there was an article that went out on TalkSport about how I was looking to invest into the British scene. Uh, what, <laughs> what was quite amusing, especially looking back now, even though it wasn't true at all, is that these journalists thought it was RevPro, which uh, I don't know where they got that from. I've got no idea. Uh, it wasn't, and that, um, <laughs> but it was just quite funny. And then when I revealed to one particular journalist under an NDA, I said, uh, right, I said, uh, actually, it's uh, it's Progress. They thought I was mad. They thought yeah. I was bonkers for a whole variety of reasons because Progress had gone through a really tough time. But I was always a believer in the brand. I always believed that it could do... <sighs> I don't want to say so much more, but I just felt that after speaking to so many of the talent and speaking to so many people in the industry, I just thought maybe I can do something. Maybe I can bring it back. Maybe I can give it a go. But truthfully, I I know what I'm okay at. And there's a lot of stuff I'm not very good at. And I was very fortunate as part of being associate director of Tramier Rovers to work alongside the likes of Martin Best. And I wanted to work with Martin for a long time on a different project. And I turned around to him and said, Martin, this is going to sound absolutely bonkers. I said, but, I've got an opportunity here to acquire a wrestling company. It's gone through, uh, you know, let's be frank about it, it went through a real tough time. I said, but I think it's a wonderful opportunity. I really think that we could have a lot of fun doing it, but it's really important that we at least try to put in the same standards and procedures of what you see in football. And Martin also had experience in basketball as well, um, at the highest level that we try and do this into the world of, of, of Brit rest, if you want to kind of use the, the, the phrase for it. And then the conversations were going back and forth over a long period of time. And in the September of 2021, I, because I was living in Portugal, I came back, didn't tell anybody that I'd come back. I had to go into quarantine because I wasn't able to get the jab to come back. And then met the previous owner in King's Cross, 
uh, there was a, an office by King's Cross and one thing led to another and then we obviously brought progress back for what was chapter 127 yeah. and I'll never forget when Gene Money came out dressed as a spaceman and everything else in between and and you know I'm an emotional guy at the best of times but it really put tears in my eyes because I thought to myself win lose or draw we're going to give it everything we've got and we're going to try our very best to bring it back and and more but we you know we were very much aware as to how big a task it was and in truth it's it's a, probably a bigger task than than I expected if I'm being perfectly frank with you mm. but we're giving it everything we've got I've got a fantastic team you know around me and in truth they're the ones that you know if we do get any plaudits then they're the ones that deserve them but everybody is working their backsides off you know we've got big global aspirations we're going back to america for the first time in a long time we're going to be part of the collective which is very very exciting and for me there's no doubt of course that progress's spiritual home will always be the electric ballroom in camden yeah. but for the brand to really in my opinion get to that next level it needs a lot more global eyeballs on it which then comes into the american strategy and other things that we've done to to take that brand global yeah, I would say you've done a great job, to be honest. They say the shows that I've been to are great. I always hear great things about it. That you know, that I was going to get into the roster, funny enough, straight away. She, every sort of Rick Ress independent has a core roster, and you guys do. And, but there's also the aspect of adding imports, and sometimes the imports can be from the UK, for argument's sake. And, and more recently, even at unboxing, and was going to, we're going to get into that in a bit. You debuted a couple of people and two people that I know through through uh, Ignite Wrestling was uh, Mark True and Kieran Lacey, who, who debuted yeah. as part of your unboxing. In terms of the Brit rest side, we'll get into the, the, the imports from America and Japan. How do you go about looking? Do you do the research? What And also, what people are you looking for? Because obviously you're losing Leon Slater, or the Brit rest will be losing Leon Slater to a degree soon to, to TNA. How do you go about replacing him with another member of the Brit rest? <clears throat> Well, I mean, if you talk about Leon Slater as a starting point, I mean, the, the, the inside joke is that Leon's an alien. He's just from a different planet. And yeah. Leon is just, he's, he's phenomenal. And we're just really proud internally in the fact that we've played a very small part in getting him to the, the point that he is. And nobody's prouder of him than myself and the rest of the Progress team because, and I appreciate it, it's not just Progress, it's a number of promotions that have yeah. helped make that happen. But if we are at the point in which talent are then taking that next level. Now, of course, selfishly, I want us to be that next level. And that's one of the reasons why we're going to America, et cetera, et cetera. But you know what? It shows that the talent pool in BritRest is very much there. Yeah. And I do think we are about to see a whole new generation of talent that are going to be taking things to that next level. Again, of course, I want that to be with us. But if it isn't, then you know, good luck to them because it means that even in a very small way, we, we've helped them. You know, I remember Leon's, um, Leon at the Everything Pattern show at the Dome. And it was the first time I'd seen him live. And one of my colleagues said, you won't believe how good this kid is. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, okay, great. And I remember him doing what is now one of his signature moves where he's literally doing the somersault over the corner yeah. into, I, I mean, I, I mean, I remember, I think I was, um, I think I was stood next to Jonathan Gresham one time he did it. And I remember Gresh just turning around going, is this is this guy real? You know, I mean, it was just and for someone like Rash to kind of say that, you kind of realize how how good a talent he is. But you know, I mean, we're and like I said, I'm sure this is the same for a number of our promotions and not just progress. But you know, humbly, we get a huge amount of talent that aren't necessarily on progress or may have been on progress in the past that want to come back onto the promotion. 
Mm. Of course, where it becomes difficult is, is that there's only so many spots on the card. Yeah. And it's a question of, well, how do you manage that expectation without being rude, especially if a talent turns around and says, well, what can I do to, to make that happen? Now, you know, there are certain things that, that we look for. And I suppose it varies from promotion to promotion. You know, I would argue that what progress wrestling is, is that we tell stories. That's what progress wrestling is about. But it's a given that you've got to be excellent in the ring. Mm. It's almost like as a football analogy. You know, if someone's, for the most part, if someone's playing as a professional football, you know that they can at least go. Yeah. The question is, what are those extra bits that are going to make them stand out from one person to the next? You know, the people I like to work with are the ones that are willing to really kind of get into the character work um, because that's how we tell stories is is very much in, in relation to that. So I suppose maybe that's where, but again, it's obvious to judge rather than me say one way or the other, but I would argue at Progress, our USP is the storytelling aspects of, of, of what we do, whereas maybe other promotions are probably a bit more match-related, I would argue. But then I don't know enough about some of these other promotions. What I will say is I do watch a lot of independent wrestling. I do watch a lot of um, other on-demand services to be able to get an idea in terms of how, how where people are at. Um, there's certain people that, without embarrassing them, that I have so much respect for, you know, one of which would be Dean Allmark, for example. Um, I think Dino is one of the greatest talents that the UK has ever produced, ever. You know, you look at Tony Storm's finishing move, that was something that Dino taught her. Um, you know, for me, one of, if not the best trainer um, in the country from the feedback that I get from a lot of other talent. So I try to go to people that have got more experience than me to get their take on things because... What I didn't want to do was come in, especially in the first year, and pretend that I knew everything, because the reality is that I don't. I'm learning, I'm trying to be a sponge. And I wanted to get to the point where if I then did say something to a talent, I've got the respect of the talent to be able to take on board that feedback that I'm giving them. Now, don't be wrong, I'm learning, but I can't necessarily give, for example, feedback in terms of movement or certain aspects. What I can give feedback on is the storytelling aspects the social media side of things and the character work, everything else in between. That's where I can, mm. but I'm, I've got people in around me that hopefully will raise up the talent within those things. And, and it's, and it's fantastic when you're giving people, you know, their, um, I mean, I don't want to say dream shot because that's obviously subjective as to whether it is or not, but when you can give someone like True and Lacey their, their progress debut, it's a fantastic feeling because you can see from behind the scenes how important it is to them and, mm. And also, dare I say it, you know, you look at the calibre of talent that have come from come through progress. You, know, you look at Walter, obviously Gunter, yeah. Dawn, you know, I mean, you know, Will Ospreay. Um, I mean, just there's so many people that had a, a grounding in progress and beyond. I mean, people forget that MJF was on progress. It was. You know, it was part of the last American tour. Um and um, you know, so it's 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 a very fortuitous position to be in but it's a responsibility I, I don't take lightly because i understand how important it is and i take the business in, incredibly seriously yeah exactly and as i say it should be but is it also important that you get the right character behind the curtain as well not just what the people see but the people that you know you, but like yourself you said you're a sponge well sometimes you need to bring in those younger ones that are a sponge themselves that are learning that are good in the ring but there is aspects of that but they also that they bond well with the, the core roster that you've got there yeah, very much so. I suppose where it becomes a little bit more complicated with progress is, is that, and I have tried to keep up with a, a lot of the 
um, traditions of sort of, of unboxing of NPS and and things like that because you know for me that's what's part of progress's history. So where sometimes it does become a bit more complicated is, is that in terms of trying to look at new talent, we'd rather put the new talent onto an NPS show or some element of NPS to then gauge where they're at with things or whether or not we think that the talent that we want to move forward from. I mean, you look at people like Cara Noir, um, who was in NPS and stuff like that, um, who's just, I mean, absolutely unbelievable talent, absolutely unbelievable. So sometimes it's harder to debut new talent with progress on the Brit rest scene because we're trying to follow some of the traditions. And then the next question is, is when is NPS? When is this going to happen? And everything else that's in between. Um, but, you know, for the most part, and, and it's and it's not easy for me at all because just purely because of my other commitments that I've got. But if a talent will make the effort to come and speak to me, send me some stuff, I will legitimately watch some of their stuff. You know, legit, I will. Um, it's not always possible to watch every single little thing. Where it does become difficult is when you know you've got a talent that is sending a lot of stuff through, but you know there isn't a spot on the card, if that makes sense. It's like at the moment with our US show, we're going to be giving um, talent visas, American visas, which to my understanding, I think it was only progress in the past that actually did something similar. And we're now going down that route again. So being able to say to some talent, you've got a visa, you've not got a visa, and everything else in between, some of those conversations are unbelievably difficult. But what I would say is, is that there's an opportunity and avenue to then get onto progress, prove everybody's a collective wrong, and then they can see what those what those next steps are. So, you know, see the likes of Leon being signed by TNA and <clears throat> and other conversations that frankly uh, wrong I'm aware about. It, it's it's great because it shows that the scene is is growing again. But the one thing that I would probably put forward that I think is so important, and, and it was so important after speaking out especially, is about unity and trying to give the talent safe environments to, to work in. I know that's not the coolest thing to say at all. <clears throat> completely like that. But for me, that was so important. Little things to ensure that they've got water and snacks behind the scenes, nothing else like that. Um, that for me is an absolute given, but it's still sad to me that there's a lot of British promotions out there that I still get feedback from, um, from talent, that they're still not being given what I would class as those kind of basics, really. Mm. And again, whilst it might not be the most popular thing to say, you know, as we have two medics at every show, we have somebody that's um, it's like, a, like a physio that will actually help with the talent, work with the talent, because for me, and like I said, I don't always get it right, but it's about trying to treat people how you want to be treated. Yeah. And if you and if you can do that and look in the look in the mirror and say, well, actually, you know, at least you know for the most part, I've tried to do that. Then, um, then the rest hopefully then underlies that foundation to then move on about the storytelling and and everything else in between, really. Yeah, exactly. That couldn't agree more. Echo those comments about, especially about you know the backstage bit, making sure they're fully because it also makes them. Not that anyone wouldn't want to come back to progress, but you know it does give you that vibe where well, at least they look after us as well as a as a promotion, which is yeah, massive. yeah. I mean, I mean, I mean, and again, you know, I'm not saying we always get it right, but mm. we do legitimately try our best at, at all times. Um, but you know, I suppose that's again subjected to each particular talent, really.
Exactly. No, you're right. It totally is. Does it work out for the same for like, the, the the imports that you get? I think when I come last time, uh, Casey Navarro was there. Very exciting. Uh, what a star, Casey yeah. Navarro, yeah. by the way. Yeah. I, I, I can't even begin to tell you how much of a dream it is to work with Casey Navarro. Mm. It's absolutely phenomenal. The future that Casey Navarro has is so, so exciting. And legit, I any other promoters that are watching this, Reach out to Casey, book him. He is incredible. He is a dream to work with. His storytelling is off the charts. And to say he can go in the ring would be an understatement. And we're so excited to welcome, welcome him back to Super Strong Style. Or, yeah. or, or to debut for Super Strong Style, even though he's obviously been with, with, with us before. Yeah, I, I, I thought his match was good. I think he was, I think, I'm sure it was a was it a three or four way he was in. Four way, yeah. Yeah, four It was four way, wasn't it? He was absolutely tremendous. Axel Tisha was there as well uh, with Damo. <laughs> That's a, another great one. That's just a great that you can bring those names in as well. And I think, you know, Light of the Dragon coming up, and we'll talk a bit more about that in, in a minute, the Mustafa Ali against obviously Leon Slater, which is going to be an incredible contest because Mustafa Ali released by WWE, perhaps, you know, not necessarily given the opportunities. He's now getting an opportunity to shine over here. He's talking about this Ali tour that he's going on. But that just shows the name of progress and how it's out there in the States already. The fact that a name like Ali and people like that want to come over, grizzled young veterans are coming back because they know of progress and how good he actually is to work for you. Well, I mean, that's very kind of you to say. I mean, obviously, I, I can't comment for everybody, and I'm sure there's some people out there that might think differently. But <laughs> what, what, I mean, what I will say is that with progress is that we try to showcase the stars because they are stars, all of them, every okay. single one of them. Well, most of them. There's a few I have a few arguments with, but anyway, that's another story for another time. <laughs> um, well, certain people are getting my face, but anyway, we will we'll leave that. But you know, for the, for the for the most part, you know, we try and give them a really good treatment. And when I say treatment, in terms of the video packages, the way we present, the way that we present them um so they can showcase their their star power because one of the things that we're incredibly proud about at progress is the the vts the promo videos that we put together and the standard of them and and again yeah of course i'm biased of course i am but i would argue that our promo videos stand up to anybody else in the business and i really really mean that you know you look at the steep um you know the promo videos for um alexis and, and nina mm -hmm. the Clock strikes midnight match to Cara Noir versus Mr. Trevay and a few other bits in between, you know, for me, you know, because at the end of the day, if you're not passionate about what you do, then, you know, why, why are you doing it? But for me, being in that electric ballroom and seeing the reaction of the fan base to those particular promo videos and stuff like that, it's just, it's all that hard work coming together. And I'd be lying if I said I didn't get a kick out of it, you know, but my job is legitimately is, to try and do whatever I can to get that particular talent seen more, noticed more, whatever. That that is my job. Um, even if at times some of the talent might want to work with me on a on, on a personal basis. Yeah, exactly. I can I can obviously go for those VTs as well. When I was there, uh, it was fantastic to see that. And obviously, even though and you mentioned the storylines, Mr. Trevelyan and Kid Lycos had an absolute blowout over the last few, uh, which ended up with uh, Lycos having to unmask in the end, unfortunately. Um, but that just goes to show and proves your point about stories. Everyone was invested when we went there. Lycos and Trevay just were fighting all over the place before the show had even started. Pretty much as soon as uh, Trevay had come out. I remember, I think uh, Lycos kicked my brass foot and she, and then like Trevay ended up in my lap. But the crowd was so invested and 
the ending of it, the crowd, it was like a deafening silence, even to a point when Tremaine won it and Lycos had to obviously legitimately unmask. But that is exactly what you were looking for, in a sense. Well, again, it's it's, it's storytelling, mm. you know, and, and it's not something that I can take credit for. It's it's a massive, massive team effort in terms of what those storytelling aspects are. Um, I mean, I have to say, I mean, again, appreciate I'm biased, but I thought it was just... You know their their storyline and their feud has has, has been unbelievable, absolutely incredible. Um, yeah, so yeah, very very proud of that. Yeah, it was very great to watch and and invested in it as well, which is thing for me. And I like to be invested in that sort of thing because it makes makes it more exciting for me. Probably as nearly forty, so you I probably grew up near enough. Same, don't know how old you are, Lee, but you know. 26, no. 26. Oh, there. <laughs> there you go. But, you know, my first event was SummerSlam 92, for argument's sake. So, you know. Oh, nice. That's a hell of a... Nice one, yeah. That's a hell of a one to start off with. Yeah, hell of a one to start off with. But, you know, yeah. but, but investing in storylines is really important to me. I'm not one of these ones that would jump up, jump up and cheer. I'm more watching. Mm-hmm. I'll sit there. Yes, I'll clap and I'll cringe at a chop every now and again because you know, you know, how hard they hit. Um, especially, you know, the likes of Walter and even Luke Jacobs nowadays has got... <laughs> what a star Luke Jacobs is, by the way. Yes, what a star. You know, but, oh. but yeah, the thing is, is that, it, you know, let's be frank about it, professional <clears throat> wrestling, it's not ballet. No, it definitely, I've done it. I've done it for about four weeks and I realised pretty soon that, or I realised pretty quickly that it wasn't for me. Not just because, A, it hurt. I mean, obviously there's the athletic side to it I don't have, but it hurts like hell. I can absolutely invest in that. Sure. It does, and that's, that's that's the thing is that you've got. I think there's one thing I learned from Mr. Palios, who's the chairman of Tramier, is you can't you can't teach fans how to be fans. You can't that's try and say what they're going to say, and where you know, win, lose, or draw, whether you like it or you don't like it. For me, there's got to be that underlying respect, the fact that these boys and girls are absolutely putting their bodies on the line for your entertainment, and even if there's certain talent that I don't see eye to eye with. I've still got that underlying respect for them because of that. Mm. And that's where I think sometimes and perhaps maybe the fans possibly forget about those kind of things because it does hurt. You know, there's, there's, it really hurts. I mean, literally, you know, I've been to A&E um, twice with two different wrestlers and it sucks. You know, it really sucks. Um, yeah. You know? And that's what they do just for us. So it is that. I mean, I kind of had that. I had that respect. I'm not in. I'm not in wrestling like you are. I'm into wrestling, and I know it enough, and I respect it enough to know, you know, the, the how it affects. I mean, yeah. what I've seen them behind the curtain, and I know that you, they may be springing around, but when they get back there after, it's a. It can be a different story, a totally different yeah. story in terms of their, their bodies and how they beat up. But um, so massive kudos to everyone that does it, not just the ones that progress. Any wrestler, anyone that steps through those ropes deserves a massive amount of respect because they really are putting their lives on the line just for us to cheer and boo and, and throw stuff at them all. But <laughs> we do as a fan that they are split seconds away of any move from causing permanent and sometimes worse damage to themselves. So we have to really respect everyone that steps foot in that ring for that reason. Um, let's quickly move on to unboxing. There was a little bit on YouTube, and I know you said it's going to be addressed with Mr. Trebase. We won't massively get into that. I know you mentioned progress. Uh, we are going to address that later at some point later down the line. So we won't massively get well, I mean, I mean, I mean, again, you know, for me, you know, we take the welfare of our team very, very seriously. Mm-hmm. It's something that we're 
investigating behind the scenes. So yeah. I can't really comment more on that, I'm afraid. Yeah. Exactly, and I wouldn't want you to, especially because we don't know the ins and outs of everything that's going on. But unboxing itself, bonkers for me, because I sit here and I think, because ultimately, you know, every British independent company, even not even British, WWE, AEW, uh, everything will say, we've got this person coming on the show. You've got to come to this show because, like WWE, CM Punk comes next week, so buy your tickets. You know, they've got all of that. You You go... Come to our show. We're not telling you who's coming. We're not telling you the matches. I mean, be it Mayfairs and Miller had the street fight, which was the only match that was announced. But just come to progress. And we're not telling you who. We're not telling you who's going against each other. But it adds that. It's bonkers, but it's a great idea. And But it also shows, again, people believe in progress because they've turned up to see this event that they don't know who's going to be there. So it's, again, kudos to the brand. And for people knowing it's progress wrestling, so it's going to be great. Well, I mean, I, I mean, and it's very kind of you to say. I mean, I, I can't take credit for the idea. What yeah. I will say is that I did tweak it um, ever so slightly, and just to kind of give a bit of context to it, because of the stuff that we inherited for speaking out and stuff like that, is I did speak to a number of fans um, and club progress members about whether or not unboxing should carry on to the point that people might want to know who's on the card. Um, after speaking to a number of them and getting excellent feedback in, in terms of them believing in myself and Martin and our standards and everything else like that, we thought, okay, what we're going to do is we're going to keep the unboxing concept, but let's be frank about it. Everybody at Christmas likes to open one present early. Mm -hmm. So we thought what we would do is we would announce one match. Yeah. Um, and that's what we would do, but the rest of the card would be unknown. Right. So that's where we've basically made a slight tweak to that particular scenario. But it's, uh, it is, it's, yeah, it's, it's, I'm not going to lie. It's a pretty bonkers way of doing things. And, and also it's, sometimes it's who's available, who's not available. People are back for Christmas yeah. and, you know, and everything else that's, that's in between. But um, yeah, it's, it's a, it's a fantastic concept, especially when you see the reactions of the fans and it's obviously genuine because they've got no idea who's coming out, like like True and Lacey, for example. Yeah. And then all of a sudden they then get the respect because of how good they were in their match with Sanity and Sunshine Machine. So hopefully we've then raised those guys um, further in terms of their profile. And, mm. and yeah, it's, yeah. But, you know, the thing is, is that you can't always please everybody. No. Um, but, you know, to to finish the, the night on Kid Lycos versus Eddie Dennis, I thought was... Yeah special in the obviously for, for many reasons but it was you know emotions were running really really high because of you know the unbelievably unbelievably sad news of uh of, of curtis mm -hmm. and everything else that, uh, that 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 went into that so you know i sincerely hope that in terms of what we did we did we did him and his family and friends proud and it was uh yeah very emotional um to, to see all of that and to see some of the moments of of unboxing and Especially when um, Session Moth Martina took out the keyboard um, against L.A. Taylor and, and Sky Smithson, and so that was an, a nice, a nice nod to Kurt. It was, and you, you talk about L.A. Taylor. She's one of our people that we sponsored this year, and she always makes you make sure you mention me on the show. Well, you've done it yourself, Lee. So I, I... <laughs> oh, I mean, L.A. Taylor's a star. But what I will say, especially with some of the stuff I've had to deal with with Lana Austin. To say I don't want to mess with L.A. Taylor would be an absolute understatement. <laughs> and, you know, and obviously the stuff that's been happening with the Lana Austin experience yes. and Rob Drake and what mm -hmm. all that means and everything else in between, it's, 
yeah, I'm uh, I'm, I'm I'm steering out the way for that one. Definitely do not mess with LA Taylor. She's uh, she's a force to be reckoned with, and we're very happy that we've got her under a wing. And you mentioned Eddie Dennis, and I'm, I will have to say he's coming for our title in a couple of weeks. Uh, he will be taking on our champion at the next uh, our next show of Ignite. So Eddie Dennis may be the soon to be the turnbuckle champion. Who knows? But we'll see. We'll see. We'll see. We'll see. Well, um, I'm pretty sure you'll be you'll be partying hard. I'm sure. Yeah, I know. Looking forward to that afterwards, that's for sure. Um, but no, Eddie's a great guy. And he's actually stepping in because Drees, uh, he's in America. It was meant to be Drees uh, going against, but he's got some bookings in the States. So oh, okay. well done to Drees. And thank you to Eddie Dennis. And we'll hopefully have another match just like the one you had at the main event of Unboxing. Um, speaking of your shows, next one, Light of the Dragon. I need to ask a question, though, Lee. What is a Thunder Bastard match? <laughs> so Thunder Bastard is a match in which talent will start off one and two and then the real question is is who's going to be left at the end mm-hmm. after pinfalls etc and then the winner of that Thunder Bastard will then get a key and that key unlocks an opportunity to a championship shot of their choosing there we go and so far from your Facebook page anyway Connor Mills is in it Yep. Mark Haskins, Luke, mm-hmm. Luke Jacobs, my word. Gene Money, another good friend of, of ours. Tate Mayfairs, Kid Lycos, and uh, I, I'm no good at Japanese names. I, is, it, is it Yoshi? Y- y- Yoshi? Yeah, Yoshi. Yeah. Um, f- formerly known as Inamora, who's an unbelievable talent, by the way, from Noah. Absolutely incredible. <laughs> I mean, yeah, it's going to be a, you know, so many amazing talent, a lot to prove. You know, I mean, I'll openly say this. I don't see eye to eye with Tate Mayfairs at mm-hmm. all. But I hate to say it, you, you, you can't not respect some of the things that ended up happening in that match with Simon Miller. Mm-hmm. But the ending, he didn't need to do it, Tate, at all. No. But, um, you know, Tate's obviously the TNT Extreme Wrestling World Champion, absolutely tearing it up on there. But, I mean, yeah, it's going to be... You know, and obviously, and, and also Kid Lycos will be the number one entrance into the Thunder Bastard as well. So, yeah. you know, he's, without being unprofessional, I just hope any of them kick Spike Trevay's ass if I'm being perfectly <laughs> Well, there you go. And that could be, that could, you know, it could be sweet bit of sweet revenge for a kid like us if he were to, if he was to win that. I personally, there's, there's two talents in there. I mean, all of them are great, but two of them that do for me are, Jacobs is one. I think he's absolutely amazing. Uh, I've seen him quite a lot. He's such a hard hitting guy. He really kind of, for me, like if I, if I had said, said someone, someone said describe pro, to me progress, I'd say Luke Jacobs. Because that's just who who I think, and the other one I'm looking at, as I, again I know him. He was on, we put on a sh- well, we sponsored a show last year with Ignite called Buckle Up, and there was a guy there by the name of Colin Mills. I'm not sure about his hair choices these days, but um, <laughs> inside the room, I'm, I'm, not, I'm not sure we're one to talk, Adam, on, on hair. <laughs> and I can say that from a personal perspective as well. But uh, yeah, no, I don't I don't disagree with what you're saying, but I certainly wouldn't have the courage to say it to Connor's face. <laughs> no, no, we're not ahead, so I'm doing it on here. Um, <laughs> Um, Connor Mills is another one. I think he's at, he's absolutely brilliant. Um, so two of them are my one. Two I can't even pick two. Can I have to pick a winner? So I'd have to go with Jacobs just because I think I just think he's amazing. I said the word progress wrestling and it's Luke Jacobs all over. Um, 
you got a really good tag match on the cards. All the Griddled Young veterans recently, uh, obviously, finished up with NXT um, coming over. And again, the, what a team to put them against. Sunshine Machine. Well, it's unbelievable. I mean, Sunshine Machine, in terms of the PWI rankings, have been getting really high. They've been uh, talking back and forth with FTR. You can see that in, in the social media, what's oh, going yeah. on there. Yeah, Sunshine Machine, they're the real deal. There's, yeah. there's no way from it. They are the real deal. And they're matching. I mean, and you've got to remember, back in the day when when Drake and Gibson were very much part of the furniture at Progress, mm-hmm. the guys you know who are, who are Sunshine Machine were a very different part of the card. Now the reality is, is that I think Grizzly and Veterans have got everything to prove yeah. against Sunshine Machine. But one thing's for sure, that is going to be absolutely... I mean, it's going to be incredible. And what I think is going to be really interesting is to see the reception that GYV actually get when they come back to the ballroom. Yeah. Um, because it's funny because it was, um, I was at OTT and they, they had a fantastic show in Wolverhampton and um, absolutely phenomenal. And it was one of those weird scenarios where I don't think people knew how to react to GYV because they're almost, you know, the crowd's like really proud of them for what they're doing, what they're achieving but they're so used to booing them and they just didn't quite know how to react. So it's going to be be really, really interesting to see the kind of reception they get at the ballroom. And of course, you know, James's brother, Rob, and everything that Rob's trying to achieve now in progress, et cetera. So it's, yeah, we can't wait to work to, to welcome them back to the ballroom. No, I can't. It's going to be great. I can't wait for it myself. Um, The women's match that's been announced is there. Kanji versus Nina Samuels. Again, Nina Samuels, uh, I know very well, she's collecting belts everywhere she goes. So perhaps Rio needs to have one eye on her show over looking, say, one eye looking behind her after this one. <clears throat> yeah, no, t- totally. I mean, he the, the match that um, that Rio and Nina had at unboxing, I mean, mm. it could have gone either way. But uh, it's certainly, you know, I think there's a lot more to come there. That's for sure. Definitely so. And then, like I say, the last match has been announced. We've already kind of discussed it. Leon Slater versus Mustafa Ali. Um, I, I don't know. I mean, that's just going to be... That is literally TNT, Bosch, Roof is going to come off the ballroom, I think, for this one. I, I totally agree. I mean, it's it's probably wrong to try and put so much pressure there, but if there was ever a match of the year candidate already, <laughs> that is... I mean, that's... I mean, that's one of those matches. And I appreciate it sounds like promoter BS, right? And I, I, I wouldn't disagree if people are going to say that to me. But if someone can honestly look at me in the eye and say, that isn't a match that you have to be there live for, mm. I just don't know what, I, I just don't know what is because you've got, you know, Leon, we all know, like I said, he's an alien. He's out of this world. He's on a different planet. And we all know how amazing Mustafa Ali is. Yeah. So those boys have got a lot to prove to one another. So I am... I mean, I have to say, whoever's going to be in the front row of progress is probably going to become very close to both of them, I would imagine. But yeah, we're we're super, super excited to to welcome Ali to the ballroom and everything else in between. And and it's gonna be it's gonna absolutely take the roof off. Absolutely no doubt. And we're very fortunate to have what will be his um his first UK appearance since leaving the WWE. Yeah, that would be awesome. Just before we get into the last bit of the show, one other name I want to mention is debuting in March, Masato Tanaka. What a name. I mean, what a legend. <laughs> what a legend. And, you know, again, something we've been working on hard behind the scenes. And that is going to be, you know, so, so that's going to be at the Dome. 
yeah. which Kid Lycos has almost kind of made it his his spiritual home, especially after that unbelievable match they had with Chris Brooks, yeah. which I have to say was just absolutely jaw-dropping, quite honestly. So that is going to be a very, very special show. And it's going to be, you know, there's more to be announced for that show as well. But um, it's it's a real delight to be able to welcome him to the UK. And who knows how many more times he'll be in the UK in the future. So hopefully people will want to come down and support him and see him. And I can, I can honestly tell you the amount of talent behind the scenes who have asked to be in a match with him has been absolutely ridiculous. So unfortunately, I am going to be a bad guy to the vast majority of people because only so many people or one person can face him. Exactly. That's a job that I'd rather you have than me, to be honest. <laughs> yeah, on that one. Um, the last question before we, we start wrapping up and talking about the, the rest of the year. How important is did you make the on-demand service for progress? Obviously, there's, there's a few wrestling companies that do it. On WWE made a massive thing with the WWE Network. But what is what was your thought process around bringing that to progress wrestling? <clears throat> well, I mean, in truth, the video on-demand side to progress or, or to any company should be, in my opinion, unbelievably important. But of course, you've also got to be able to put the resource in to ensure that it's a watchable product because mm -hmm. especially if people are used to watching WWE or AEW, is that there's got to be a certain standard as to the product that you're you're putting out. But you know the, the the beauty of progress is is that it really does have such a massive international fan base. And we can see that from all the emails we get on a daily basis to the international fans and whatnot. So to be able to showcase what Progress is doing, whether it's at the ballroom or an O2 venue or, dare I say, other venues that we're looking to in the future, it's really important that we do that to be able to show to our international fans what is currently happening. And we can see that from the reaction that we had from people, especially in America, for our show um, as part of the collective. And you know, one of the things that we're wanting to do is we're wanting Progress to go live for every single show as well. I mean, that's something that we're we're looking at behind the scenes at the moment. So it'll give people an opportunity to watch Progress live, even if they can't get to that particular venue. And it will then also cater into our international fan base as well. So for me, it's incredibly important, incredibly important. And we're working really, really hard on demand progress plus to not just have progress, but you know, the plus is to have other promotions and other creative type entertainment programs that are also going to be on the platform so there's a number of promotions that are on demand progress plus and there will be a lot more other promotions that are going to be joining us later on in the year which i'm unbelievably excited about so it's very important and also as well it's this so i mean for example what t you know and again i don't see eye to eye with him i don't and i'm going to be again very frank about that but the work that tate mayfairs is doing at tnt extreme wrestling is absolutely unbelievable like I said, don't necessarily respect him and some of his ways of doing it, but you can then see the evolution of Tate Mayfair's where, you know, dare I say, I mean, to quote him, where greatness began. And it's not just in progress, it's in TNT, it's in other promotions such as, you know, there's a whole, whole variety of, of which. So you'll be able to see the talent that you really um, are massive supporters of, not just on our promotion, but other promotions collectively. And then the idea is, is that we'll be able to put a whole variety of different packages together. So for example, we've got um, best ofs on there. So if you go on to, to Demand Progress Plus, you've got the best of Walter, you've got the best of Pete Dunn, you've got the best of Will Ospreay, you've got the feud between Ilya Dragunov and Cara Noir. You've got all these different things that we put together. You've got 
some of our Endeavour shows. You've got shows that were happening on our last American tour and more. So it's we're really trying to create a massive hub for everything that is wrestling related on the independent scene and more. And it's something that we're we're really proud of. We've got some you know great great um, programs that are on there, and and hopefully you know if anyone wants to check it out, just please. Just Google Demand Progress Plus, sign up and, and go from there. There you go. You heard it here first. Do that, please. I'd love to. I'm going to be, well, I have done it already, to be fair. But uh, so that's how I already get the benefits. Awesome. It Thank you, Adam. We appreciate the support, man. Thank you. Uh, it, is, it is brilliant. I can recommend it. It's fantastic. But Lee, as we go to wrap up now, uh, anyone that wants to buy tickets to Progress, you've got a load of shows, Light of the Dragon, you've got Twisted, you obviously got the, the Diamond Dust in the Dome, you've got Super Strong Style 16, a free a free day event, uh, and Wrestling Never Sleeps uh, coming up all in, all in the sort of first part of the year. Where can they go and buy tickets for these shows? And please do, once Lee tells you how to go and do it. <laughs> no, I, I really, really appreciate that, Adam. And there's also our Philadelphia show that's going to be available as part of the collective, which I think ticket sales for that, I think, go on the 12th of January. But again, please don't quote me on that. But literally, if you go to the Progress website, progresswrestling.com, click tickets and, yeah, join us. You know, and, and what I would say as well is that if you haven't been to a Progress show before, try and experience it firsthand yourself. That's so, so important because... The reality is, is that there are, you know, we're, we're growing the fan base to a new fan base. Of course, progress has evolved, but give us a chance, give us a shot, you know, and if you like it, you like it, you don't, you don't. Feedback appreciated either way. But the one one thing's for sure is that we're really, really proud of all the stuff we're putting on at progress and we'd love to meet new people to come down to the ballroom and beyond. I'll tell you what, I, I went to the, say the, the long Halloween last year. It was brilliant. They've got a they've got a core, you've got a core fan base as well. There, there was a conga line that went on for about 20 minutes, and some of the wrestlers started getting involved in it as well. It was a brilliant night. I thoroughly enjoyed it, and I I can't wait to personally return to progress, which I will be uh very, very soon. Um, but Lee, I just want to thank you so much for your time. Before I just before I say goodbye to everybody, I've got to reel off our sponsors quickly, the people that we're sponsoring. We've already mentioned uh the demolition woman, LA Taylor. We've also got Adonis Payne and Artemis singly. They're available to be booking, but they are an intergender tag team called the Odyssey. So please reach out to those guys. All the booking information will be on our pages. Also, a close personal friend of close personal friends, uh, Taylor James, is also one of our 2023-2024, uh, uh, yeah, 2024-2025 sponsorship, as is the wonderful, the lovely Aluna Blue, whose birthday is today. Happy birthday, Aluna and she is going for the debuting hit in the turnbuckle women's championship, which will be defended on the 20th of January at Apex Wrestling. And of course, the turnbuckle title that will be defended on the 4th of February, Eddie Dennis versus Smashing Mike at Ignite Wrestle Pro. Get your tickets to those shows as well. But Lee, it's been brilliant talking to you. I've had an absolute blast talking all things progress. And I will definitely see you at the, uh, uh, um, the Electric Ballroom very, very soon. <clears throat> Fantastic. And Adam, you know, thanks so much for having us. Really appreciate the support and uh, yeah, look forward to seeing you down the ballroom soon. Brilliant, guys. This has been Ringside View on the Hitting the Turnbuckle podcast. He has been Mr. Lee McAteer. I have been your host, Adam Cousins. And until next time, everybody, buckle down, stay safe.